Get ready to be dazed and infused. Join sugar industry expert Latham Woodward for a happier hour each week for a lively and often hilarious discussion on the infusion of cannabis into food, beverages, and life. Explore exciting new culinary landscape trends with fascinating friends and guests who are leading the industry into the uncharted mainstream. Discover curated menus, enhanced cocktails, and live tastings. Life's a little sweeter here on Dazed and Infused. Welcome, welcome, welcome back to another really exciting episode of Dazed and Infused. We're very privileged and super happy to have the one, the only Dr. Dina with us, the original OG provider of medical cannabis in the state of California, in Southern California at least, at the great AHHS in West Hollywood. Dina, Dr. Dina, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm super stoked to have you here. And uh, as I said to you earlier, I, I listen to you all the time on uh, Coffee Talk on Clubhouse, which I recently got into. And it's great. Good guests, good speakers, good moderators. Um, if you're out there and you are on Clubhouse already, check it out. Totally worth it. And right now it's just a wealth of knowledge, especially in the burgeoning industry of cannabis across the country. So check it out and uh, congrats to you on making Clubhouse a really, really cool place to go. Well, thank you so much. You know, it was uh, sort of shocking when I first downloaded the app and I was kind of thrust into a room and I was already, you know, someone invited me up on the stage and I didn't know what was going on and my microphone was, was unmuted and and, you know, very quickly, I, I, within minutes, I was like, holy, you know what, this, this app is going to change the world. Uh, just because everyone's so sick of these Zoom meetings and having to look camera ready. There's something really personal about a conversation with just voices and yeah. hearing people's tone. And I think that it's just so much more intimate. And so I really enjoy it. It and I think Clubhouse is an appropriate name for it too because I, I've noticed that regardless of a person's position, whether it's the cannabis industry or another industry, it's really convivial. I mean, I've been surprised at how open the moderators are oftentimes. Some moderators aren't, but a lot of them are. Most of them are, I've noticed, and how ideas, no matter how crazy they may seem uh, to some listeners. Uh, there's a lot of openness in terms of um, relating and accepting these opinions. So I, I view that as it's very democratic, and I like that. Absolutely. And I feel like people are um, really very careful with what direction the app goes in because people really like the intimacy of what was created. And yeah. the more people that join, you lose a little bit of the intimacy. And so I think, you know, I've seen, you know, rooms where someone said something and, you know, that maybe wasn't 100% PC and, and they really got, you know, people jump down their throat and let them know that this is not okay. And just making sure that there are, you know, voices that are being heard of every demographic, whether you're white, you're black, you're Latino, it's all being heard and they're represented on these panels, which is really incredible to see. Yeah, and I, I do think there's the, like the verbal space for people um, from different backgrounds and different um, ethnicities and way they convey thought processes to other people. 
and the tolerance level is so high, especially in the cannabis rooms themselves. I personally hosted one with Jeff, the 420 chef, just, you know, talking about edibles and, you know, how we do it and why we feel edibles are important, you know, and I, I just like that. And I, I totally agree with what you're saying in terms of there's a good amount of not restriction, but a carefulness about how and who gets admitted currently because they don't want to swamp it, you know, and make it just not usable. Right. Well, it's still that, you know, user-generated invite-only app. So you have to know someone. And it has been told that if you invite someone and that person you invite is a troll or disrupts a room or says something really nasty, your account could get pulled and deleted. So people are just really cautious of their behavior on this app, which is great. Self-policing at its finest. I didn't actually know that, um, that they would restrict um, the person who brought them in. That's great. I, I think that's a yeah, great Yeah, it's not just the person who did it. It's the person that brought them in, exactly. Yeah. Well, um, let's start off the, the major port- portion of this interview with what I ask every single guest, and regardless of who they are, whether it's Tommy Chung or you or Big Mike, what's your historical relationship to cannabis? I know a lot of your stuff is public, obviously, and a lot of people already know who you are. But give us a little snippet of how you came to cannabis. I've heard it before, but perhaps people listening have not. <laughs> well, maybe I'll tell it a little differently this time. Okay, I'm mix usually it up. so vague. Uh, my, my best friend growing up, his father was a criminal attorney. He also was a partner in Death Row Records with Suge Knight. Yeah. And uh, their house was a place where you would meet all these amazing rappers, and it was normal just to like hang out with with, with Tupac and DOC and Snoop Dogg and and Dr. Dre, and like literally, it was a dream dream come true for me because I just idolized these people. Um, but at the time, they were they were new and they were the hottest things out there. Um, Snoop, when he first got signed to Death Row, was I believe seventeen years old, mm-hmm. and he needed somewhere to live. And so he moved in for a while at my friend's house. And so Snoop was just hanging out all the time. And we went to, uh, he said something about like, we got to go find somewhere to smoke. I didn't really understand what was going on. I was very naive. And so I said, we should go behind the tennis courts. It was a very large property. And we went behind the tennis courts. And next thing you know, everybody's smoking and Snoop's saying, you're going to hit it and you're going to hit it now. And so I did. Uh, And that's what that was my first experience with cannabis was trying it with Snoop. And again, I didn't try it for years later. When I was in college, I tried it again. I realized this was actually a really a a good medicine for me. And uh, that was my my big moment. Well, that's um, full circle because now I got to get him stone later on, you know. There you go. Well, (laughs) I certainly think that's the coolest um (laughs) origin story i've heard you know (laughs) very few people can say that and obviously um for those of you at home who don't know who dr dina is besides her clubhouse thing that she's got going right now and being the og provider of medical cannabis she is the inspiration for the show weeds which was um number one show on showtime it was definitely number one on showtime as a new version of weeds 2.0 very soon it's not going to be on showtime uh, yes, that's what I'm hearing. Um, but they wow. really lifted, you know, my life without my permission. And so it always bothered me that they were profiting yeah. off of my likeness and what I was doing. And it it wasn't until I got to work on Disjointed, which was Netflix's big cannabis show starring Kathy Bates. 
Yeah. Um, did I actually get to be, you know, a cannabis consultant on that project and work alongside uh, Chuck Lorre and the writers and and uh, David Javerbaum, who's one of the co-creators, who is just this absolute genius, um, and work with the set decorators and the wardrobe people and and the extras to make sure they knew what they were supposed to be doing. And it was just really exciting how I, I felt like I was one person, but I was leading this entire huge show um, that was a Warner Brothers Netflix production. So that was cool. Right on. Well, yeah, yes. I did. And so for I- 19 years, I had a dispensary. I had multiple dispensaries. Um, at one point, I had 36 dispensaries and started selling them. Um, and currently, I have zero. I have uh, sold my way out. It made no more sense for me to stay involved in that business um, mm-hmm. because I have so many other amazing projects that I'm working on right now that were kind of holding me. Um, I think the retail stores were kind of holding me back a little bit. Yeah. Um, and so I'm just, I'm so excited to have my hands on different projects that I've been wanting to do for so long for 19 years, you know, it's been really it's, it's exciting and it's wonderful and I'll probably uh, go back and I have uh, my name on a couple applications. So, you know, the next time we speak, I might be telling you about my new shop that I'm opening. But mm-hmm. for now, I'm going to be focusing on some other really cool stuff in right the on. cannabis space, of course. Well, in total disclosure, too, I do have two of my own products that I'm a, I own two brands. And uh, one of them is Shuggies and we're in AAHS. And so is Little Nicky's, our pre-rolls. Oh, right so, on. Yeah. So we love that store. And I was just down there the other day at the Whole Foods across the street, even though I live in Northern California, having a, a little house in West Hollywood. Um, the I'm going to ask you some general questions that are related to cannabis and it's the direction of cannabis. Okay. We are so happy to announce our Stevia product is now on the market. Powered by React, by Kushla, five-minute onset time, an enormous jump in technology. Our Stevia has a special blend of proprietary flavors that give it an amazing natural flavor. Not that acrid Stevia taste you found in so many Stevia products in the individual packs you find at restaurants. Our Stevia is pure, delicious, and usable for anybody in any circumstance. Look for us at a dispensary near you, especially if you have diabetes or sugar intolerance. I think you'll find our Stevia is your go-to sweetener. That's Shuggie's Stevia at a dispensary near you. Where do you think cannabis is going? I know it's a big question, right? But it's there's so many wild things happening with so many states opening up. Are, are we doomed to follow big corporations? Is that what's going to happen? Or Oh, we're is... already doomed. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, we're already doomed. It's happening. It's happening. The big corporations are going to be pushing out the little guys. And we're just going to be stuck watching, which is, you know, and really unfortunate. And unless we start changing the laws now before the federal government does, you know, we're going to be, we're going to be hurting. Yeah. I mean, for me on the side of me owning a distro and a couple of brands, it's the one thing that really started to shake me to my core was getting hit for shelving fees, you know? And I was like, what? The slotting fees are insane. Yeah. The fact that, well, think about it. How many brands are out there in California? 
a lot. I mean, I can't even put a number on it. There's just tens of thousands of brands and you could just have a joint company. How many joint companies? Like probably 500 plus joint companies are out of the market. How many shops are out there? There's not enough shops to carry all these different brands. Yeah, and, and they're so, really, of course, really restricting the amount of shops that can open too. Exactly. And so the shops right now, I mean, when, when you, the way that they license them and with 280E, there's really no write-offs for a dispensary. So dispensaries can't really make a lot of money. They right. just don't. I mean, there was a recent article that came out um, by the IRS talking about tax code 280E to explain it to their agents because they're going to start going after these businesses. And if you owned a shoe store, right, if you owned a shoe store and you did $500,000 in sales, at the end of the year, your profit off that $500,000 is $75,000. Excuse me, it's $150,000, okay, off of half a million dollars. But in the cannabis business, it's $75,000 because you cannot write off your cost of goods. That's ridiculous. Or you're limited by that. And so it makes it very difficult. And these dispensaries are getting really just, they're getting screwed. They're getting screwed left and right between greedy landlords and POS systems that cost $5,000 a month, plus weed maps that cost $20,000 a month, plus insurance, plus, you know, payroll. I mean, this is astronomical what it costs to run a business these days. We didn't have these problems before I can go to QuickBooks and just pay one time and use it. And now, uh, you know, you literally are paying per register every month a fee. I mean, it's, it's ridiculous how people are, are you know, gouging uh, the industry and retail is getting hit the hardest. So really the retail is trying to make more money back. And the way they can do that is by slotting. And so as unfair as it seems to brands, it's, we're, we're because of the laws, we're putting the dispensaries in a position where they have to do that because they can't afford to sell your product for you. Well, I can say, um, Dr. Dina, that I'm up and down the state constantly, and I see a lot more of this in Southern California than I see up in North. They're just not, it's not the same retail environment. They of may catch not. on. LA, Southern California, it's a whole other animal from Northern California. Yeah, and the price-driven model in LA is unnerving to say the least and when i hear my sales reps come back and say well they're getting a full gram joint for 75 cents i'm like you can run the numbers i'm not you know the only guy who can do math here you know they can't get that joint for 75 75 cents you know it okay so there's something else going on what other things are they carrying that they have to carry because of that price point yeah right so i mean the the tragic thing about the i i'm a firm believer in the plant um you are obviously you you're original and i am just really i'm bothered by it because i was hoping you know got my fingers crossed that the the people who love the plant can directionalize the efforts it's quickly becoming apparent that that's not true there's groups like uh, parallel and other groups out there who are just starting to swallow things up and you know and that's not a good thing for the business itself and the slotting fees again that's not good it's not it's not legal in the grocery business it's not legal in pharmacies it's not legal in alcohol but yet it is in cannabis but it is a tax-based thing and we've we've made this monster so we have to deal with it right exactly um the retail 
well, you've kind of answered this already, but the retail environment in general, do you think it's, it's robust enough to survive in the current way we're doing it? Or does consolidation have to happen to make this thing work? Well, in California, there's not enough retail licenses. It, right. There are cities that still don't have cannabis. So I don't think that consolidation is going to happen. But what you are seeing are people that just couldn't make it um, already. And so, yeah, they are going to start selling some licenses um, in major cities where there are the bulk of like in L.A., the bulk of the licenses. But in smaller unincorporated cities, you're not going to see that as much. Now, in the, the Valley, uh, San Fernando Valley, they're still – they have not cracked the, the egg open on that one yet because I think, weren't they saying they're going to be at least 160 more licenses last year? But I don't think that happened at all. That would have eased the right. pressure. Right. They, they had people. a problem and they haven't been released. And it's, it's, it's a, you know, it, it's a cluster of a mess. <laughs> you, can, you can speak French here, by the way. Um, the, um, I just want to ask you another question, just in terms of the direction where. Um, things in cannabis are going and that is i'm going to just be very blunt and say the isolates and all of the different things and really segmenting uh cannabis away from the flower away from distillate away from and going to things like isolating for delta eight and the rest of us is this going to get worse or is it just going to get worse and then get regulated heavily well, I think, I mean, Delta-8 is a whole other conversation to be had. I mean, that's um, something that I think the federal government's going to be cracking down on in the next three to six months very right. heavily. Um, so if anyone listening has a Delta-8 product, I recommend you discontinue that product immediately, take it off your website, um, stop selling it. It's not worth it um, because the federal government has a hard-on for us and they've been waiting for a loophole to come after people, and that's mm-hmm. going to be their loophole. Um, and for people who don't know what Delta-8 is, um, I'm sure you can give me a better uh, explanation, but you know, it's an isolate, and it is basically the same compound as a Delta-9, but it is, um, it is, it is supposed, supposed to be non-psychoactive, but it is psychoactive. And it's, people are getting yeah. high from it. It's a molecule and, shift, and that's all it correct. is. Correct. But it's right. a 25 and to so, 1 proposition. So where THC is one molecule, let's say, it, you need 25 of the delta-8 to have a similar like effect. But a lot of people say it's not the same effect. Yeah. You know, I actually find it to make me very sleepy and very heavy when I tried it. I wasn't a big mm-hmm. fan. Um, right. But it, like I said, it's it's something that the federal government's going to crack down on, and I recommend people not uh, be in business with it because it's just not safe. Stick with I think that's CBD. great. That's great advice because there's so many people climbing on this bandwagon right now. I mean, and just it's the 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 wagon du jour, put it that way, where everyone's just like, I'm going to get around this and put this on my website and just make a million dollars before they crack down. But I think they may do claw back and then screw those people over in the long run. Speaking of being screwed over too, I mean, I have seen your very horrible videos of you being raided at AHS. Boy, those that was the, the bad old days, wasn't it? I mean, I've been raided 11 times oh, <laughs> and three different dispensaries. So um, yeah, you know, it's, it's par for the course. 
I almost miss those old days, if you can believe it. I can't believe I'm saying that because um, it's quite a rush. I have to, you know, I, it was quite a rush. But um, nowadays it's just so overregulated and um, the compliance aspect. It's really you're in the compliance business. You're no longer in the cannabis business. Before I was in the cannabis business. Now, you know, before I, I sold um, or left and, and, and it was the compliance business. And if you, if you had your compliance, you know, on point, then they would allow you to sell cannabis. But don't be fooled. You are in the compliance business. Right. Oh, ask anyone who has to deal with the BCC morass of paperwork and that BS that exactly. you have to deal with on a daily basis. It's just bullshit. I'm sorry. It's crazy. It is crazy. I'm sure you've dealt with, like, remediation issues and, and you know, with, with edibles if you... Oh, yeah. You know, we, we just the smallest, the slightest thing. If, if you're, you make a candy bar and each each little piece of the bar has 11 milligrams per piece, it's like, uh-oh, back to the drawing board. They're, they failed testing. Oh, I got something stuck in testing right now that three labs can't get it straight. And I'm just, I'm sitting there going, what, what, what is happening? Right and now? meanwhile, yeah. you're paying for three labs to get it straight. Well, I'm hoping I'm not because I, I'm calling them out as fuck ups on not getting this right. But we'll see. Normally, I do but end up paying for things. Those labs are expensive. Those yeah, tests they are. are expensive. I know. Ah, uh, bringing back bad memories. Anyway, from today. <laughs> <laughs> um, and you know, I think what you're doing in terms of ad- advocacy and staying on that bent, you're doing really good work here, and I. I commend you for it. And I think staying, staying on that, there are very few people who have not, you know, found a way to sell out and then just do their own thing. And I, you're doing the right thing. And by doing your clubhouse on a daily basis and really representing um, my hats off, off to you for sure. Thank you for doing that. Well, thank you. I think the people need to hear the voices of the actual drug war veterans of this industry. Yeah. And I do really strongly believe um, in the words of Dennis Perone, may he rest in peace, that all use is medical use. We Dennis cannot Perone. forget that. The day we forget that, we're in big, big trouble. We have to fight for the patients. In fact, the best way to do that is to get your doctor's note. And if you don't have one, go to my Instagram, hit me in my DMs. It's Dr. Dina 420 and I will help you out to get a doctor's note really cheap so that you are good. You can buy as much product as you want. You can have as much product on your person and you don't have to pay sales tax because the state is already making enough money. I'm super glad you brought that up because that was actually on my question. I skipped over it was, is there a place for medical forever? Because I I truly believe that there won't be unless we fight for it because we're getting, we're, we're pushing these people behind. We're forgetting about them. In Colorado, it, it was such a different setup in the beginning. I mean, you had a different counter for medical patients than you did adult use patients. You had different products for sale for medical patients than you did adult use patients and or adult use customers. And today, it's like you really just find people ask me, what's the difference between medical and adult use? The products are all the same. No one's really making a medical product because it's, they don't have enough people that want to buy it. So you have to, we have to just make sure that everyone is a patient so that they remember how important it is to have their medicine 
and to be protected because in California, for example, I like hash. I stopped smoking flowers a couple years ago. I mean, I'll hit, I'll hit your joint. Don't get me wrong. Probably not with COVID, but, um, but I prefer to take dabs. I like mm-hmm. to, to vaporize hash oil. And mm-hmm. for me, if I'm going to go on a vacation, like I'm going to drive to San Francisco for a week, I'm going to make sure that I have, you know, enough oil. Well, I need hey, to tell, smoke more than a gram a day. So tell, if tell I'm going for, for eight days, I need to have nine grams if I take an extra just in case. But if with my medical card, I can do that. Are you looking for a really good pre-roll? Are you looking for it at a really good price? Well, Little Nicky's has you covered. That's L-I-L-N-I-C-K-Y-S. Little Nicky's, they're on uh, dispensary shelves throughout the state of California. Delicious, inexpensive, a true blend of premium flour that will get you high and not break the bank. If you're looking for that great value in a pre-roll, usually these are being retailed in stores around California between 5 and $7. I think it's going to be your go-to half gram pre-roll in the future. Look for Lil Nicky's at a store near you. Tell people at home how to the dispensary. A lot of people don't know. Well, I would say, like I said, you know, hit me up in my Instagram, drdina420. I will hook you. I've worked out a great deal with an amazing service that does throughout the whole country. Mm-hmm. They're going to be doing a special price. Hit me up so I can give you that special price. Um, it is so simple. It takes them literally 420 seconds to get you your doctor's yeah. note. You answer a couple quick questions, a doctor reviews it, and they give you your doctor's note. They literally will email you a PDF copy immediately. And if you re- want a hard copy, they can mail you one. You'd walk, on to, walk to the dispensary. You could literally do this in the lobby of the dispensary. Mm-hmm. And also, if you are 18, 19, or 20 years old, you can't go into the dispensary. But with a medical note, you can. Right. So... You want to go hit me up. We'll get you legal um, as a medical patient. And you just show that note when you sign into the dispensary and they put you in the system as a medical patient, meaning you could buy as much as you want and you no longer pay to sales tax. And very, so you're going to be saving a lot of money. Very valuable information. And not only for on the monetary side, but also on the possession side. So that well, please, uh, everyone out there, Hit uh, Dr. Dina up on a DM on Instagram. Uh, I'm going to personally do it. I love it. Fantastic. So um, as we get to the end of this interview, Dr. Dina, I'm super happy you came on. And at, normally at this time, I'd ask for a stony story um, of my guest, but your whole life is pretty much a stony story. So if you're looking for a stony story, <laughs> look up Dr. Dina on Instagram, online, or anywhere else and you'll find great information is there anything you'd like to to plug at the end of this interview other than uh clubhouse well i'd love to plug my new website which i just built myself and i'm very proud of which is drdina420.com and i have my podcast on there with cannabis radio so we're cannabis radio family and uh we're going to be posting uh, all of our clubhouse rooms once uh, it is available through Android because our wonderful producer, the one and only Brasco, is going to be helping us out. So I right can't on. wait for that. For the doctor's office information, I want to get you guys all legal. And stay tuned because I have other big, exciting things to announce, but I can't talk about them yet. That's cool. But they're exciting. And I will be doing a clubhouse room 
in the next couple weeks with Gary V and Juicy J. So make sure you're following me and you put click the little bell next to my name so you get alerted when we go on because you don't want to miss that chat. Well, I want to say also thank you for shouting out Dennis Perone's name. I haven't heard that in a while, but God bless him and thank you for saying that. Oh, he was a dear friend. In fact, we actually had him on my podcast right before he passed. So that was oh, special. That is really special. Well, Dr. Dina, thank you so much for being on Dazed and Infused. And if you ever want to just launch anything with us, I'd be super happy to have you back. Well, thank you so much. I can't wait. Happy 420. Happy 420 to you. And I'll see you on Clubhouse. All righty. Sounds good. I'll raise my hand. See you soon. <laughs> Don't leave quietly. See you later. Bye-bye. The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast, republication, or retransmission of this program without proper consent is prohibited.